for joining Black Consumer News of Arkansas Radio. Black Consumer News, news that empowers. Thank you again for being with us here today. Friday, July the 9th, 2021. We'll be here from 11 a.m. until noon. You are listening to KABF 88.3, The Voice of the People. Again, thank you for joining us. We are glad that you came. As always, Arkansas is assigning the Delta Blues West. Not the B.B. King Blues. Not the Muddy Water Blues, Roosevelt but the COVID Delta variant blues. (laughs) So we got a lot going on with that here in in our city. In our state, in our our nation. Oh, definitely, around the world, really. In just the past three days though, Wesley, Arkansas has seen a spike of more than 2,500 new COVID cases, over 1,000 hospitalized, and unfortunately, 24 deaths. According to the State Department of Health, nearly all the new cases and hospitalizations are due to the rapidly spreading Delta variant that has made Arkansas the nation's hotspot for new COVID cases, the health department officials said. At the top of the BCN headlines, we're going to be talking about the new spike in Arkansas and what Governor Asa Hutchison and President Joe Biden plan also to do about that. Right. And so we're also going to be talking about the upcoming 2020 Tokyo Olympics and asking our listeners why they think our black Olympians, especially women, are facing discrimination against those black women include um, Shara Carr, uh, Simone, and other names that we may not have heard of, like Gwen Berry, who protested at the Olympic trials when she turned her back at the podium Mm -hmm. uh, during the national anthem, Uh, Brianna McNeil, uh, who was suspended after she didn't want to take a drug test because she had an abortion, and so she didn't want to go and take a drug test right after that. That whole mental issue, health issue that started with Osaka, uh, you know the well, the the tennis champion, the number one tennis player in the world, who is, and you know she's from oh, Japan. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. And dealing with mental health issues, especially after something as traumatic as that, and, mm-hmm. and especially as a as a woman dealing with that. Um, also, uh, Christine uh, Obama uh, and Bernice Maxaglini, I think I'm saying that right, mm-hmm. but uh, also was tested for high testosterone. Yeah, these are African ki- women. And these are African women that they, they, they refused to let them into Olympics because they say that testosterone was too high. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so the, the question is, does the Olympic community want black women to win mm-hmm. or better yet and, and are there too many black women winning well and you still also have they've changed the scoring uh for the gymnastics because of simone's greatness they basically said that that she they're going to score her differently because her uh the skills that she exhibit are too difficult for the other olympians to do so she's going to be graded on a different uh template than other uh, uh, Did I say nightmare? I said, <laughs> that's a nightmare. That's yeah, that's and, and that's you, really a difficult one to kind of you know hold down because when people um, you know anyone is doing something that no one else has done before, that should be certainly a, celebrated. Right. And then that's raising the bar. That's how this whole thing began. I thought that's what sports 
was all about. That's what the Olympics are about. And that's what the Olympics are all about, right? Um, other topics, Wes and uh, Roosevelt, uh, that are on the table this week are the nation's economy, uh, and, and Wesley's really going to share a lot um, of information with us as far as that's concerned, especially as it regards to inflation and just all sorts of things that are going on in the economy, yeah. the housing market, job market. Uh, and the job market, and mm-hmm. again, uh, raising uh, inflation, the raising inflation threat. And uh, we're going to um, talk about what the president has to say about that and also the ongoing congestion at the u.s ports that people probably aren't really even thinking about well if you shop at amazon and you go to the store and they don't have anything that you yeah that's because it's always been backed up actually what i thought about that mm-hmm. when things were missing on the shelves i was like oh no we're not able to grow anything anymore people have just stopped making stuff and so i'm gonna go to the store one day and nothing's gonna be there i didn't think that the ports were were you know people i mean we weren't letting things go through so everything had to stop so all those goods all all those trailers when you see a uh, diesel that comes through in the trucks all those trucks uh, are stacked up at the u.s ports los angeles baltimore uh, all the major ports uh, that come in and where most of our foreign goods come in from China, Japan, other places, Brazil, uh, all those ports uh, of call are jammed and supply chain that that affects the supply. That stopped everything. And COVID stopped that because mm-hmm. at, in the middle of the pandemic, everybody stopped just said, I'm not going to buy anything. So, right, right. And people weren't able to get out. People were afraid. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, when I was seeing the shelves empty, I was thinking, oh, no, we're running out of food. But no, it was backed up. It was there. And, and that were, affects the not price. Not food, but, you know, products, all sorts of things. And that affects the supply and demand, which affects the price of everything. And, and that's why you have inflation. Inflation, absolutely. It kind of all goes together. Um also, we are going to have a two-on-one conversation with Roosevelt, Russell Williams, um, that's in the studio as our guest today. Russell, um, and I'll go back and forth with that. He likes to be called Roosevelt, so I'm going to say Roosevelt. He's a recent graduate. The third, the third by the way. Um, he's a recent graduate of Philander Smith College. Uh, who, Impressive young man. And he made the bid uh, in, back in 2020 for the House of Representatives, one of the youngest members. He would have been. He would have been one one of the youngest members of the House of Representatives. So ambition is the best way, ambitious is the best word that I can describe for Mr. Roosevelt over here. And as we get into our conversation about the top headlines with BCN, you're welcome to definitely join in with us with that Roosevelt. Uh, we're also gonna be talking about, uh, to Roosevelt, about his new position at Philander Smith College. And maybe if he has some next steps in the political arena, is he, is he thinking about some things also, um, as far as that new position, his vision and mission and working with the community and and, um, the community that surrounds Philander Smith as the corporate community development officer. So that's it. Welcome, uh, Roosevelt. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Let me make sure your mic is on. Say that one more time. Thank you for having me. There you are. All right. (laughs) Yeah, you're in here. This is BCN Headlines, and I'm your host, Angel Burt, uh, BCN's Chief Creative Officer, and my co-host is Wesley. How you Mm, doing? Doing great. Go to our website, blackconsumernews.com. We have some great stories out there uh, on uh, uh, education that is taking place, uh, the big news of of the city of Little Rock, uh, no longer under the state's control. Yes, school uh, board back that, again. That happened last night, and the, the big story that I love is Zaya. 
avant-garde, yes. a 14-year-old young yeah. lady who won the spelling bee of spell one, the name, yeah. Mariah. Yeah. Very confident. I saw saw that uh, uh, being a former spelling bee county champion, I, I uh, just, yeah, my my heart just just blew up when I when I saw her. So. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know better than anyone <laughs> doing a spelling bee, you know what that kind of entails, especially when you're talking about understanding the English language, yes. you have to understanding also the, the Greek language, and the Latin, and the Latin. Mm -hmm. I meant Latin, but understanding all of that. I mean that the is, etymology, the and also the background, the understanding of the word, where it, the root of it, uh, also the. Uh, understanding what it means absolutely and she was certainly in her element but we're yeah. going to be talking more about that i mean she just she's a renaissance woman. she is definitely a yeah. renaissance woman right, mm -hmm. for sure and that sparkle when she won we'll, we'll talk again more about that but we're very proud of her and um uh, again we'll be talking about that again in just a moment but i want to start off by talking about of course, the top headline, um, Wesley and Roosevelt, is a COVID-19 in the Delta Blues. Um, Governor Hutchinson held a community COVID conversation meeting in Cabot um, on, on Thursday, Thursday. Mm -hmm. and. Um, wanted to talk about some of the things that he was addressing during that time and you know he held it in cabot but he didn't help hold one on 12th street where in my view uh, that's where we're saying that most of the black people are not getting the vaccine there's an area of, of concern there but you're in cabot you know mm -hmm. giving your announcement so why aren't we on 12th street well he, he has planned issue. others he started with cabot which is as we know suburban mostly white and he's going he has a he's supposed to announce the regular the rest of the schedule but as you said uh what we've seen in a lot of marketing from the department of health uh is is targeted at, at us mm -hmm. uh, well, I just uh, thought that I thought that strange. We, I mean, with messages, I mean, that's mm -hmm. all. I, that's all I'm saying. We we say one thing and then we do another, and it just gets a little bit confusing for people, and maybe even uh, people's discomfort mm -hmm. continually coming up um, because you're 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 one place where, like you said, it's mainly mm -hmm. white majority, you know, um, suburban area. Uh, and but yet over here you're saying it's underprivileged, underprivileged black communities that mm -hmm. are the you know uh, are the ones that are not going to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the drum rolls. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, as far as the COVID variant, I'm, I'm going to let that resonate. Well, 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 well. Here's the thing, too. And if you have any comments or questions of, uh, as we discuss the headlines or anything here on Black Consumer News, please feel free to give us a call at 501 443 0088. That's 501 433. I think I said 443, but it's 433 0088. And then we have several different names for the different variants Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Lumbino is coming. And if, if you're it's a fraternity person, you know that's A, B, C, and D. Uh, there's four variants in the United States. The Delta, uh, I think the Alpha came to the United States in December 2020 mm -hmm. at the end of the year. Uh, the the beta and the gamma came to the United States in January early early 2021. I think the uh, delta, which is the most dangerous, the fastest spreading, came to the United States in March. Uh, that is the one that has really spread fastly across Arkansas, across the South. Uh, according to the State Department of Health and the CDC, most of the people who have 
of, of the rising number of COVID cases. Most of them are unvaccinated, and they've contracted the Delta variant. Uh, so there's uh, they're, what they're, they're trying to do, as you stated, they're drawing correlations between who has been vaccinated and who has been not. Uh, as we know, there's uh, there's two populations that they're targeting. As you mentioned, the, the white suburban uh, population and the so-called black population. That's what well, we want to use different kind of words, underserved and underprivileged. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's people uh, that that are, are out there, and everyone should get the same kind of attention, the same kind of care. Uh, uh, justice, everything is COVID-19 has disproportionately impacted our communities. Uh, uh, and we'll see this uh, uh, also with the Delta variant. Uh, as you mentioned, the hospitalizations went up this week over a thousand on, I think it was a thousand on, mm -hmm. on, on Wednesday, 1,250 yeah. on Thursday. We don't know what it's going to be today, but that is the highest level since uh, early Five uh, months ago, yeah, I think. January and, and uh, late 2020. So uh, we're going to see a lot of discussion. Is a, but but I, one thing that won't happen, they won't shut the state down again. That right. uh, you'll see the the white suburban people coming out of the woods if they do anything like that. You're, uh so uh, uh, it's it's going to be interesting. This this dynamic. What is the governor going to be saying when he goes out to these communities? When he, will he come to, as you said, will he come to this 12th Street in the community? And will he change his conversation from what he said in the in in Cabot to what he said in in the communities that that look like us? Well, and, and I think that and I think that's very interesting. And as it regards to education, I don't mm -hmm. know about you, Roosevelt, but um, or if you can tell us, I should say, and I don't instead of I don't know, but. Is it affecting um, enrollment? In oh yes, most colleges? definitely, mm -hmm. most definitely. So institutions across our United States uh, are seeing a decline in enrollment, uh, particularly among freshmen, as mm -hmm. well as uh, to some wow. extent returning students. Uh, and it goes without saying that our HBCU communities, as well as our minority-serving institutions, mm -hmm. are seeing a greater effect of a national microcosm because I've heard President Smothers state before that when the normal education system gets a cold, the HBCU community gets a flu. Precisely. Oh. <laughs> so with that being stated, we're making a very pointed effort to encourage our students to not only get vaccinated, but also to encourage and offer incentives for them to return back to our campus community. So yes, our what, what I, I want to ask what kind of adjustments are you making? Uh, is is you know, I don't think just as a workplace will never go back to a fully uh, in office. Mm -hmm. You come to nine to five, you have to be in the office. Now, uh, I, I work in my office. I work in my home. I work at Fidel's, the coffee shop. Yes. Uh, so I think that you're going to see kind of a hybrid type of office environment. Most Are we going to see that in education where we have more remote learning, more online classes? to go along with in-class uh, uh, participation. And are the H HBCUs adjusting to that dynamic of, of students online, wanting going to- Online, online. Yeah, and, and, and uh, uh, so are you seeing that adjustment? Yes, sir, we are. And of course it goes without saying that, you know, within the past decade, the trend in higher education has been to be more inept and inclusive of distance learning, online mm. classes, stuff, mm. hybrid classes, yeah, this, particular yeah. stuff of that nature, as mm. technology improves, as learning softwares and curriculums become more transformed. Uh, so with that being stated, Philanderson College was already offering online classes mm -hmm. and scaling slowly towards that area. But mm -hmm. it, of course, it COVID goes without saying COVID it. accelerated it. Mm -hmm. So uh, as you all may be aware, we were uh, 
we were um, strategic in making the decision to shut down our campus community mm-hmm. and uh, to on-campus learning in right. uh, late March, early April of 2020. And when that happened, of course, learning went online for a lot of our students. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did our best to suffice and supplant that experience, uh, offering laptops to students who did not have any, mm-hmm. making sure students were having one-on-one communication with their professors, most importantly being understanding of different household dynamics. Because mm-hmm. as we know, a lot of our students come from communities that their homes may, frankly, not have internet. That's right. it. And that's yeah. the big right. issue. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, exactly. I know uh, uh, in some research I've done from this census tract, the Dunbar area census tract, I think the penetration of inner high-speed internet mm-hmm. is only like 30% uh, in, in that community. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, that, that that lends itself to, if you don't have, especially not just at the higher education, yes. but also our elementary, I know you, uh, the Dunbar Historic Neighborhood Association had some classes to provide a learning for kids who did not have access to internet yes. and to give them a, the, the, so that, that issue is one that this just Most definitely. yeah it's kind of that that mm-hmm. that uh, uh elephant in the closet and we saw a lot just, more young people in summer school this year yes. because of that this mm-hmm. is true yes yeah ma'am. Uh, yeah yeah because yeah, usually you have one little hub for summer school i think all the schools had summer yes. school this precisely, year so precisely. that just goes to show you that you know that um you know that distance learning online learning is not always conducive especially as you said we were thrown in into it all of a sudden so hopefully we will be you know um, coming up with some more innovative ideas on how we can make sure that we uh, continue to reach our our students and especially our college students uh, because we want our freshmen to come on back in uh, the best way that they can so I know you guys are doing a great job in in making sure that you can assist them in that matter yes ma'am and when I have my section at the end I will be sure to explain all that Philanderson College has, quote unquote, up its sleeve in terms of making sure we have freshmen come to our campus in the fall and most importantly, encouraging our community to be safe, mm-hmm. to be educated, and to know that Philanderson College is here to help remove those traditional barriers to education that disproportionately affects our communities. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's wonderful. Well said. Zia, Zaya. Zia Zaya? <laughs> Doesn't matter. She won. Okay. So um, going back to that big win for the National uh, Spelling Zaya. Bee. Zaya, the first African-American um, female to win the spelling. Uh, That's first African-American. The, period. Mm-hmm. Female yes. otherwise. And this is the 96. So in 96 years. 100 years. In 100 years. Century. Wow. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. And, and, and here's what I want to say about Zaya, just watching her and seeing her pause. Any room that she walks in, she's going to be the smartest person in that room. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she commands the stage in such a beautiful, just just really innocent but powerful way. I don't know mm-hmm. how you can mix both of those together. And, and, and go to our story on Black Consumer News because there's oh, some yeah, information definitely. about her that people don't know. She is also one of the top uh, uh, the players in the nation. She has three uh, uh, Guinness World Book records uh, uh, on dribbling the basketball. She dribbles for three minutes faster than anybody in the world. She's able to dribble six basketballs at one time. Wow. Uh, very, very talented. She's uh, uh, considered one of the top, not just uh, uh, for her age, but in high school, top basketball players in the in the nation. So, uh, this young woman is has she's a uh, 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 in the in the tradition of Muhammad Ali, 
Yeah, she's a sportsman. She's mm-hmm. a, a a statesman, and 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 she's a an academic. Uh, so she's uh, very poised on the stage, and then she did this little twirl after she won, and, and that that's going to go viral so on the I'm internet. Sure. Yes, for <laughs> sure. So if you haven't, um, if you didn't know about the story, go and check it out on BlackConsumerNews.com. We have a full story there about Zaya um, Avogard. Um, tell us about that Avogard. Avogard is a French word that means uh, original and innovative. So that's perfect for her. Uh, and, and in French, you use the word avant-garde uh, to when high when, yeah, standards. Yeah, exactly. When they want to say this is the very best, yes. and so. She's got a perfect name for for what she's achieving in uh, 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 just impressive. That makes my heart glad. Just oh man, I'm that. I'm so I'm so <laughs> proud of her. I mean, I'm like uh, I wish I could just send her a little gift. <laughs> just say congratulations, right? Yeah. Well, she's got a fifty thousand dollar gift. Oh, she just, got, yes. Uh, yes. A lot of other but stuff. if she gets a gift from everybody, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee. I guarantee you. A lot of people are thinking. Harvard, this all those yes. Oprah, Smith. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> backing up to her dough. Better be. You need to make sure everybody at Philander knows about this story and goes to Black Consumer News and check it out, yes, Roosevelt. Okay. Thank you so much. The Summer Olympics. Mm. Um, Shara Carr, um, Simone, and, you know, again, all the black women there in the Olympics. Um, you know, I, I, you know, Wesley, you are an athlete. You are a marathon runner. Um I couldn't even imagine what Shara is going through right now after being tested um, mm-hmm. positive for uh, marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, because right after, right before that, her mom a week earlier had passed away. A mom that she had been estranged from for many, many years, and was really, you know, uh, and her mom was on drugs. And now it is here. It is you're getting ready to go to the Olympics. You're making a new, you know, relationship with your mom, and then your mom dies all of a sudden. So. Yeah. We can't even imagine the pain, yes. the mental um, mm. stress of all of that. Mental health. I mean, and you I, see and that I whole want, mental yeah. health issue. And I want you to speak to that from a ath- athletic well, well, or it, athlete well, perspective. And it goes back to you know, the, the whole system of, of testing for drugs. Uh, yes. it, it's intrusive because I, I, mean, I remember after running the Boston Marathon uh, and, and finishing and you're excited and they tell you to go pee in a jar. Uh, so uh, 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 so it's intrusive, it's embarrassing, and, and take that for a woman to have to do that. I think the testing has gotten different, but, but now where you're given 30 days to, to, to do a test, but it's, it's still, you can't control everything in your environment in no, the, that 30, 30 days. And, and so did not, they give her 30 days? Uh, uh, no, what, what happened is that they can perform a test at any time. All right, right. So, so they they found, can give you notice, or they can do it right away. Right, and what happened is that that they that the detection can find what's been in your system for all the way back for thirty days. Ah, uh, gotcha. So, okay. so she she was uh, uh, they found traces of of THC, which is mm-hmm. uh, uh, the stimulant inside of marijuana, mm-hmm. uh, and and as we know. The state that she lives in, Louisiana, it's legal. <laughs> it's legal, so so it's kind of a a situation where where we are. It's a national question where we're yeah. still dealing with the question of of do we make marijuana legal? Uh, and, and the international community, even uh, the the United States Track and Field Association, I, IAAF, which is the International Track Federation, has has uh, uh, basically 
they follow whatever that nation does. Yes. Uh, so in another nation, she may have been able to get in. Uh, sure. So uh, and the other issue is, is you know, there's stories out in the media that said that, you know, talking about the fact that, that uh, especially in the drug testing area, that these athletes are dirty. And, and there was one story out there that really got on social media that really blew up was basically saying that she, uh, the reason why that she she was dirty was that she was using steroid and the United States no. track and field yeah. didn't want her to, they didn't want to bring that information out. And it goes back to, all the way back to Flo Joe and other yes. athletes uh, where we, when they, Express we perform, themselves. oh, when we perform well above the standard, we, oh my and goodness. we blow it out. We oh just, my goodness. We just blow out the, 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 the records and, but we don't do that. You know, you go back to the, uh, I know everybody remembers 1980 when those West German women that looked like men. Yes. And, and everybody knew that they were on steroids. And, and those records, many of those records are still in place. Uh, uh, and they've never erased them off the book. Yeah. Uh, but they want to, but when we start performing uh, well above the level, and right now, what you're seeing in track and field, especially in the sprints, especially even in the distance with the African athletes, yep. is that they're dominated right. and by the black and, <laughs> and, yeah. and that's what's scaring folks the most, our swimmers too. Yeah, and now, and gymnastics. Yep. And gymnastics. Every, all the Olympic athletes were, white athletes were, were prominent. Yes. Uh, 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 you know, there are even uh, black athletes in pole vaulting uh, events that oh, we, yeah. uh, uh, the, 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 I think a young lady from, from uh, Australia y yeah, just yeah. won. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's, but she was a sister. Right, yeah, yeah and, and, and all the, uh, those nations, even some of the nations that have, that are traditionally white now, like Norway, Sweden, are now have black athletes running, performing for the Australia. Uh, we, we are wherever. There's competition going on, and and the, but there seems to be two set of rules: one for us, and one for for the rest. And that's why you're seeing it with the Olympics, the different rules are being made for 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 black women. And they're making and up the, as they go along. Here's the one thing about those uh, Olympic tests: they're yeah. supposed to be confidential. Right. So no one should know the results. No one should know about Shakara. Uh, right. No one should know about. Uh, uh, Brianna McNeil, the sure. lady who got a five-year suspension, the African athletes with the testosterone. Yeah, and uh -huh. what that and that was really dirty because they basically saying the IAAFCF is saying these women are not women. Right, that's they're terrible. They're saying that they are are men because of their high testosterone. Test and and high testosterone is it can be caused by a number of facts: the dirt. Uh, or their diet, or whatever it is, or, or if I live at high altitude, I'm which a lot of those women do. Uh, do uh, I, I'm a former long distance runner, and and we use different methods of training, a diet to to uh, 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 enheighten our testosterone level uh, naturally. So let me ask you this, Wes: Will um, Shakari will she be able to run the um, in the relay? Did uh, they ever say? No, no, the United States Track and Field Association came out and said basically. Uh, because they, uh, she was in that they didn't. Uh, she's not going to be able to run the relays. She'll be able to run. One of the things about the Olympics is that we, is that we, this is the 2020 Olympics. So the next Olympics is only three years away now. Yes. Uh, in the in the track and fields uh, area, we have the World Championships every two years. So the World Championships almost are just as big as the Olympics. Mm -hmm. So they're next year. 
Uh, so she'll get to run in that because there's only this is only a 30 day suspension. And I look forward to watching her birthday record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think she is too. Yeah, yeah. And she did come on. I think it was uh, one of the, you know, CBS, NBC, yeah, yeah. one of those stations, mm-hmm. like the next day. Yeah, and, she, took, and, and, she took complete and utter ownership of her of her, her you know, from this deed, and she acknowledged the fact that yes, these were rules that are in place. I was mm-hmm. understanding of the rules, but here are my circumstances, and you know, I, the night that everything went out on social media and across the world, you know, her first tweet was, I am human. <laughs> and it goes without stating that, as you all have alluded to, different metrics and different standards are placed upon our African-American athletes and even more so upon our African-American women who mm. are athletes. Mm-hmm. And just uh, having a sense of compassion and empathy in approaching those things, yes, she's an athlete. Yes, she understands the things that are placed against her. But at the end of the day, some things happen that we do not plan. And in our emotional responses and in the ways in which we have exposure to that information, again, she found out in a complete and utter disparaging way that her mother, yeah. her biological mother, had passed away. Yeah. Her emotional response was... I think was in a news, a, a news uh, yes. briefing or something. I, believe interview. me, I, I, and I'll just say from my perspective, and this, the, 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 the drug that is, is almost, uh, is no... Um, uh, I mean, I, I've had situations when I was training where I've got news... Uh, and I had a drink, yeah. but that that ain't go. That's not gonna affect my. Nobody's testing for that when I go out and mm-hmm. run. And, and the issue of black women, you're gonna see it with Simone and the testing of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you're already seeing it in the commercials. There's, uh, uh, she should be pervasive in terms of marketing. Uh, every commercial that's out there now yeah. heading into limits mm-hmm. should be Simone because of her promo and the standard that she said. I agree, 1,000%. But, but, but because she doesn't have that uh, Madison Avenue look, so to speak, a uh, 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 blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sh- uh, she's not. She's going to get endorsements, but not in the way that you would see it with uh, 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 even a Russian athlete. What was Kamenish, uh, or that, well, or uh, Mary Lou Retton? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you're not going to see that. And also with Osaka, she's going to the Olympics uh, uh, on behalf of Japan, and the whole issue of her dealing with her mental health issues. She didn't participate in, in the French Open. She didn't participate in Wilmington. Right. And, and, uh, uh, yeah, and the media can, can take a big part in that too. Things that they're writing, questions mm-hmm. that they're asking. Well, you know, and that even, can make, that you, can really mess with their mental. You ever, and the same thing with Simone. I think they asked some, some, some really serious questions yeah, stupid and, questions. And yeah, and getting over to it. affect their minds, mm-hmm. right? But that's Simone. Let me tell you, Woo, she makes it look easy. I'm like, oh, I could do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, she makes she's so effortlessly, and yeah. she's such a leader, and she's definitely a leader to her team. She inspired one of the young ladies who was um, training in Texas, joined the team. And this is her first time going to the Olympics. I think she's maybe 24 years old, but she's doing a wonderful job because of the training that Simone has been helping her with. Yes. And I think that's an absolutely beautiful story. And when they all come off the floor, you can see them all embracing each other. And that's what our little black girls need to see. Yes. Those are the sort of things that we need to be highlighting, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm so proud of that. And, and I'm so just encouraged you know, see in seeing little that. black girls tumbling all over the place. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tumble, tumble, tumble. Yes, running, tumbling. And, and little white girls, too. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So we, we, we love them all, for sure. No spectators, though. 
there are no spectators, and that's going to be interesting that's too. That's going to be very because that energy, I the think, energy, is really yes. important. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So at the Olympics tonight, they they I mean, decided you, it, not to have any spectators because you want to see old, uh, the, the situation where old same boat does his little dance and. Well, uh, every in the Olympics, after you win an event, you are traditionally to, to make a lap around the track, uh, to 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 wave to the crowd, to get flowers tossed at you, to to uh, reach out to your family, to do those things, and that's part of the whole Olympic experience. And I. Uh, and, and 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 the culprit in this is COVID, the yes. Delta variant uh, that's spreading in Japan, and, and that's why they made the decision yesterday to only go to spectators. Uh, they were going oh, before that they were going to have a limited number of spectators, but now they've decided not to have any. And yes. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and I guess the question on Twitter that's going around: Are black people going to watch? The Olympics. I'm yeah. gonna watch the Olympics. I'll, I'll watch it. We're <laughs> I, 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 well, definitely gonna be watching because all of the still everything that they're trying to do to keep us out, we're still in there. Well, yes. and, and I tell you, uh, and it's if, the best Chicago, of the best. If Shikari don't, uh, and it, the, the the first eight women who go in the hundred meters, they're gonna be all black. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, anyway, right? Because right? uh, we, right. yeah, we cannot forget about Kellyanne Fraser Price. We must certainly yeah. cannot. I yeah. from right. Jamaica, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, Absolutely. Right. Hey, you're listening to Black Consumer News of Arkansas Radio here on KABF 88.3, The Voice of the People. If you want to join our conversation with a question or even a comment, you are feel free to give us a call here at 501-433-0088. Wes, I want us to um, kind of switch now into the economy because when we talk about inflation, when we're talking about jobs and high uh, lumber prices, and really, everything. I, think, I mean, everything every, in your every, basket, well, everything in your basket. basket is going up. I mean, even to go out and have dinner, it's really expensive now, and it's a it's a, it's a trying time. I mean, but the you know your you know people you know they say that you know people are getting back to work, but it's still a lot of people still out of work mm-hmm. and and really needing assistance uh, in that, and so. So now you have the economy, you have the inflation going on, people are not working. Uh, it may be a year or so before we even get a turnaround, and we really don't know that because of different variants that are yes. that are going out there and happening right now, and really affecting people, and really affecting families and individuals, and just everybody, again, like we said before, globally, okay? Mm. But here in the United States, what is it that you think of uh, or, or 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 can tell us what what you think is going to start happening here in our in our um in our state or even in our country as far as the inflation prices are concerned how is that going to really be hindering to us and do we see a turnaround in that well what what generally the, the inflation and the job market are the two barometers that the federal reserve look at when they look at how they're going to guard the economy, whether in guarding the economy generally means raising interest rates. Uh, right now, interest rates are at zero, meaning that you can go out uh, and, and and get a loan or buy a car or at a, at a lower interest rate or buy a home at less than 3% if you have, depending on your, your credit. Uh, what's going to happen is, is the inflation target is annually at 2%. Right now, we're at Three percent inflation. The CPI comes out. Uh, the consumer price index comes out weekly. Comes out next monthly. Comes out next month. It's probably going to be at around five percent. So that means that for for every uh, uh, the uh, f- over the last year, uh, prices have gone up five percent across the board. 
income has gone up 0.6%. Right. So that means that that you, uh, inflation or prices are almost 10 times higher than what your income is in over the last year. Yes. And that's going to affect people. People are going to stop spending. Uh, and what what does the Federal Reserve do to to slow down inflation? They do something that I think it really doesn't help some people because it means raising interest rates. That means I got to pay more for the money that I use. And what that's going to do is stop the biggest part of the economic boom, which is the housing market, the housing boom. Mm -hmm. When interest rates goes up, that means uh, people are not going to be more careful about buying a home. Right now, uh, you can, uh, if you have good credit, you can buy a house at 1.5 to 2.5% or, or somewhere around in there under 3%. So if, in, if the interest rates goes up, then the, it, it, you, the economy will come in what's called a soft landing. And uh, uh, it doesn't mean a full recovery. I think we're in this, uh, in COVID, the, the new variant of COVID still out there. Uh, I think our economic recovery, the job market still has 9.2 million jobs that have not come back. We're, we're averaging about uh, half a million a month. For us to get back to a full recovery b b before pre-pandemic levels, it would take two, three years at 500 million jobs adding to the economy every year. Wow. So we are in for a time unless... And what I'm noticing, too, is that in a lot of these jobs, the people aren't working, but the people that they are paying, they're paying them more. Yes. Mm. They're, they're, they're paying them Everywhere more. Everywhere you go. <laughs> every, almost every now hiring. Yes. Every <laughs> drive-thru restaurant I've seen now hiring. I've seen signs that say, not well, my apologies, McDonald's is starting at $10 an hour. It's, 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 they're very seriously targeting their communities and trying to recruit mm. workers as they should be to get folks back into mm -hmm. work, to get that money flowing back into the economy, but most importantly, to make sure that our upskilling of our employees and yeah. our communities continues because that's one of the things that we found during COVID-19 is that along with academic regression, mm -hmm. the workforce regression has been also you know, affecting, affecting, yes. yeah, affecting us. And, and here, here's the thing, you know, two, two things that are going to end at the end of this month. Uh, one ended this past month. Uh, the unemployment compensation for the state of Arkansas, it ended the mm -hmm. extra $300 a week that, that workers were getting. Uh, that that left a lot of people on the sidelines who did say, I, I make more from unemployment than I did yes. at McDonald's. Uh, so you're, you're telling me you want me to come back into the workforce and, and you're going to pay me $10 an hour? And I could have got that at home and, and, and trying to up sell my skills and improve my skills? Uh, and the other thing is, is uh, you know, uh, the eviction moratorium ends at the end of this month, July. It was extended last month. It was month. extended, yes. So, so at the end of that, there's going to be July some pain. July 30th, yeah. There's going to be some pain because some people are three and four months behind on, yes. on rent. And when the landlord call, start call, calling, especially in Arkansas, oh, yeah. because we have no renters right in Arkansas. Yeah, and we guys. had Anika Dixon here with the cost uh, management here mm. last week mm. talking about that very thing. And, you know, basically, I don't think there's a lot of sympathy there for these renters. Mm. And unfortunately, they may, they're going to be faced with homelessness and no place to live. So there are there are are um you know there's a there is a there's 173 million dollars out there from the dhs uh -huh. for rental right. assistance right. but here's the thing mm -hmm. nobody knows about it. the Why? dhs has only spent three million of that wow. and if that money is not spent by the end of the year it just goes back goes back so if you're listening make sure you reach out to the dhs office if you need any assistance that's coming up 
um, to help you with your rent, make sure you reach out. I know they have certain criteria. I don't know all the logistics behind that, but we do know there's 173 million, at least 170 million out there, right, White Wrestling? And there's a lot of money coming to the HCBUs. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think we have a call on the line. Call, are you there? Well, hotel, and good morning, Sister Burt. Thank Mr. you Brown, so much. How you doing, sir? All right. How y'all doing today? Wonderful. Thank you for Great. calling. Did you well, have a question or a comment? To, well, in addition to the state money, Pulaski County in itself has seventy-three million. Yeah, okay? they do. Yes, yeah, seventy-three million. And the city has how much? They, about thirty million too. 30, uh, yeah, about thirty-nine, roughly forty million. Mm -hmm. And so is this there. all for for rental? Rental? Well, well, no. Um, it's basically what they designed, what they want to do, but. Pulaski County, the majority oh, yeah. of it is for rental assistance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mean the CARES money, right. Mm -hmm. Right. And in addition to that, the Housing Authority, we got uh, 85 emergency vouchers just for homeless, okay? Mm -hmm. Meaning that a lot of those things that are required, such as you walk in with income verification, HUD has changed those rules, okay? Yeah, okay. they loosen those rules. Meaning you can come back later to verify that, but you don't have to have it when you walk in the, uh, in the door. Okay. okay? So, uh, uh, those so are what are those emergent? Oh, so you have so the emergency vouchers is for the people that are homeless that need homeless at risk of being homeless, domestic violence. Uh, uh, those are the categories that HUD has devised for those emergency vouchers. And, 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 and what are those? And what do those vouchers pay for? A, a place to live temporarily, or well, that's what I'm saying. HUD changed the rules with those emergency vouchers. Okay, it can it can play for. Uh, search and assistance for a place. Okay. It can play for prepping, uh, meaning uh, you find a place and it needs to have some what we call turnaround services. Okay. It pays for that. It pays for the housing authority to go out and help find landlords uh, to find folks for a place to live. Hmm. You don't have to be from Little Rock to uh, be accepted as an emergency manager. It's what they call portability, okay? Okay, okay. Take it anywhere you go. Mm -hmm. All right. Anywhere you can go is just that the Biden administration has, has, has in my view, uh, broken the barrier and trying to be more transformational in how to address housing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, second point, uh, we all have, men and women have both the same hormone. We both have testosterone, Mm -hmm. And we both have, have estrogen. Okay. Uh, in my research, uh, during my doctoral studies, I found out that black men have three times as much testosterone as any other ethnic group. If they marry, that's only cut to half. So nature has endowed certain ethnicities with more of one thing than the other based upon their environment. Think about it. And their geography. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, think about it. In Africa, you got to outrun that line, okay? You've got to outrun those predators who want to eat you, so you're endowed with more certain things sure. than any other ethnic group. Interesting. And I don't think the world body understands that. Uh, I, I think they do understand it, and they're trying to minimize that. But just to let the listening audience know that, you know, yeah, one ethnic group has more than what nature has endowed them to have. Peace and blessings, y'all. All right. Thank you, caller. All right. We certainly appreciate that call and certainly the information um, about how people can go out and get the assistance by reaching out to the housing authority. Any information is good information when it helps 
the people. So we want to make sure that um, that uh, you get that information or you heard the information. If you did, make sure you follow up and give them a call. Again, you're listening to KABF 88.3. You're listening to Black Consumer News of Arkansas Radio. I'm here with my co-host, Wesley Brown, and our guest in the studio today, Mr. Roosevelt Russell Williams III. Um, we, we're here um, to interview him about what's going on over at Philander Smith, his new position at Philander Smith College yes, as the Corporate and Community Development Officer. Yes, ma'am. Big title. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of responsibility, right? I want to just start off, um, uh, Roosevelt, uh, to kind of talk with you about transitioning into this role. Yes, ma'am. Kind of what the role is and, and um, the vision that you have for the role and the mission that the school has for the role as well. Yes, ma'am. So most importantly, thank you for having me on this morning. I greatly appreciate it. And Philander Smith College appreciates it as well. Um, so the corporate and community development officer position uh, is a brainchild of our WISE P3 program, mm-hmm. which is the Workforce Innovation in Strategic Economic Public-Private Partnerships. Mm-hmm. So all that's to say, we, we spell it out WISE P3. And of our Office of Institutional Advancement, um, we are seeking to become even more engaged in the community uh, mm-hmm. strategically. Of mm-hmm. course, involving education, workforce development, healthcare, mm-hmm. community services. Um, and in that realm, we're trying to make sure that we have as much information from the community and mm-hmm. as much buy-in from our stakeholders, i.e. the corporations and uh, community resources, City of Little Rock, Pulaski County, that we can to make sure we work with them to push that information and those services to our constituents, to those who are in the Dunbar Historic Neighborhood Association, to those who are south of 630, to those who are in the 16 to 20 blocks that surround Philander Smith College who are aware of Philander Smith College's history but may not know of all the services that we are able to provide them. Uh-huh. Or yeah, to be a community and, and, resource. Precisely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the community resource means that people, the more people know, the more people want, they value the school. Yes, precisely. And, and their babies can start going to the school, which, which which in, increases the enrollment and, and numbers at the Philander Smith College, which, uh, which also, you know, can can uh, increase the growth of the college too because ultimately that's the exactly that's the goal i'm sure yes ma'am yes ma'am good and you know traditionally uh, uh black colleges have been anchors for our communities and, and it seems like that's a great goal of getting back to that core kind of mission uh, yes tell us tell us about what uh, uh you talked about the workforce training and yes there are some uh, uh, monies that that's, that's come to the to Philander Smith, we've written about a little bit. Tell us about that. Yeah, so as I've heard stated several times by leaders of our campus, Philander Smith College was first founded for the education and training of preachers and mm-hmm. teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walden uh, Seminary. Well, yes, exactly. So mm-hmm. with those things in mind, we have we have never shied away from our roots in making sure that we prepare our clergy leaders mm-hmm. and educators for our communities as a whole. Right. And particularly, I say our communities because, again, as you just alluded to, most HBCUs are anchored within minority communities and have a direct and unique connection mm-hmm. to those constituents. You know, for example, you know, 60 years ago, it was not uncommon to see professors living in the five to seven block radius that surrounds Philanderson College mm-hmm. because, again, they were part of that community. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard great stories about how Chester Street, when you walk down and you see all beautiful these homes. You see all those beautiful homes and you, you hear stories about, you know, this professor lived here, this educator lived there, they worked in the Little Rock School District, they taught at Philanderson Smith College, and it, that just speaks volumes to how our HBCUs, again, maintain that residence in connection with our community because those stories 
will outlive us. So, and that's will, who we so, are. so a part of your t- your title, um, Roosevelt, is development. Yes, ma'am. So, is that a target and a goal? Is to redevelop the community once again to have Chester Street look like that esteem uh, that it, as, as it did sixty years ago? Yes, ma'am. And not specifically tra- targeting Chester Street, but again, as a whole, the neighborhoods surrounding Philander Smith College. So, uh, as I stated previously, I am an alum of Philander Smith College, two thousand and twenty, and during my experience there, I worked with the corporate, uh, the Community Development Corporation. Mm-hmm. And with that, I was an intern, and it garnered me great exposure as to some of the things that are coming out right now within the past five years, Opportunity Zone legislation, right. for example. Sure. Making sure we understand what all HUD mechanisms can be in place to mm-hmm. empower our school to be better avenues mm-hmm. of information and resources for the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when I had that experience, it opened my eyes as to what Philanderson College could do mm-hmm. for our constituents. Well, and we can include Daisy Bates in that street, too. Yes. That'll be fine. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but if you're talking about Broadway, that's not going to work. Right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in terms of development, um, I long-range plans, we have several. But mm-hmm. what I am able to say is that uh, we do want to make sure that we com- communicate with the city of Little Rock and yes. Pulaski County as a whole, uh, particularly, again, the neighborhoods that surround Philanderson College and offer ourselves as a resource for our housing counseling, make sure they understand the ways in which they could go into homes, be able to afford them and sustain them, make sure we offer our students as a resource for volunteer efforts to understand how we can give back and get involved in the community. Sure. And as you and I, Angel, have spoken of recently, making sure we have an understanding of how we could leverage resources from the federal government and state entities to actually beautify our communities, do strategic planning and assessments in our community so we know exactly what efforts and what things we need to do to target growth and development. One of the things I've seen in the HBC community is that uh, talented students like yourself, they come to the school, get their degree, then they go elsewhere to look for opportunities. You made a decision uh, to stay here in the community in Philander Smith uh, 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 to to engage in the community, to get involved. Tell us why uh, uh, that that was important to you to to take the position with Philander Smith and and to continue to to uh, you you've run for political office you've always been engaged ever since I've I've I've, I've known you uh, uh, so why was that important to you and why? also adding the po- political aspect of that to that question to, as well and <laughs> are there any aspirations well again um it just speaks to the volumes that philander smith college uh, allows its students to grow into the community um i came to philander smith college i am a native of Appaloosa, louisiana and when i came to philander smith it, it i felt at home i hmm. sincerely did and i was extremely impressed and what drew me into philander was the way in which it connected with the community like you know within my first few weeks i had met our state representative we had Mm. events on campus that hosted legislatures and it was just an amazing experience to know that oh my goodness they they know Flanderson College exists they recognize its value and you begin to brainstorm as to how you could be a part of that value that goes into the community and how you can uplift the name of your institution so throughout my time at Flanderson College that's been one of my sincere efforts to Mm. uplift the name of Philanderson College and as I grew matriculated and eventually graduated I realized that I you know I have placed roots here Mm -hmm. in Little Rock Arkansas I have placed roots at Philanderson College Mm -hmm. and my efforts have not gone unrecognized and um, it I just felt that it was nothing but growth Mm. and continued development that can occur from that experience so uh, it was um, that was a major factor in me deciding to remain at Philanderson College and I'm very happy Mm. absolutely wonderful Um, 
you know, when you talk about uh, placing roots and, uh, you know, uh, going back to Wesley's um, question about what kind of inspired you to, to continue on, you know, not being from, from Little Rock and, you know, running, you know, for uh, political positions, now staying on campus, yeah. working, being a part of the community, like you said. Um, what kind of message will you make sure that you give to incoming students, students yes. that are there now at Philander Smith College to kind of shape their mindset as they start their journey or continue their journey at Philander Smith. And I'm going to put a, do a part B like because she did one of my questions uh-huh. is uh, you mentioned the fact that, that there is a slow enrollment of, of young students, uh, mm-hmm. freshmen. So in looking, what are you telling them to uh, and the students who are thinking about, I, I don't know if I want to go to college. Yeah, so let me start by saying this. Uh, as you mentioned previously, uh, during my experience at Philanderson College and my growth and development in Little Rock, I did run for office. And in the message that rings true to this day is that Little Rock, Arkansas is a very special place. Philanderson College is a very special anchor in our community. And here's why. Philanderson College is recently unveiling its latest uh, its latest toolkit that we are offering to our community to okay. be able to get them to understand the value of education, to get mm-hmm. them to become more important and more valued educators, and make sure they know that Philanderson College has their quote unquote well, has their back. what tools in that toolkit? Yes, sir. So it is PSC Reloaded. Unlock your potential. So PSC Reloaded. Unlock your potential. So to incoming freshmen. Mm-hmm. who are vaccinated, they are eligible for a $500 wellness credit oh. from our institution to go towards their tuition and fees. Also, it is, uh, it is important to note that one of the things that is greatly valued in our HBCU community is allowing our students to matriculate debt-free. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year and the year before, yeah, Philanderson College cleared the balances of all of their graduating seniors. That is beautiful. So with, as you mentioned previously, some of the money that is coming down from the federal government, Philanderson College was able to get this clear out all of the institutional debt of our senior of our students who were enrolled at the school so as they cleared out that debt students who return in the fall are returning to zero debt a zero balance at the institution wow that that is a great story and a story we're probably going to have to continue. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, so that was a quick hour, Angel. That was a real quick hour. Uh, but make sure, make sure you go to blackconsumernews.com. Yeah. We actually have a story about the Philander Smith $2.5 million that they received mm-hmm. and other HBCU stories on there. Uh, we, actually got, we actually have an HBCU section, and we would love to continue to work with you. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Roosevelt, making sure that we're funneling information back and forth so we can keep updated and it can be, uh, you, we'll give you a platform on blackconsumernews.com to do that. All right. And speaking of which, we want you to go on blackconsumernews.com and sign up for our newsletter for our Monday brew and get all the Monday morning, have some coffee with us. Okay. And thank you for being here with us today. And uh, we'll be back here next week from 11 a.m. until 12 noon. Until then, again, thank you. You've been listening to Black Consumer News of Arkansas News. That empowers. Thank you, Mr. Roosevelt Williams. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.